Welcome to today's edition of Project Redemption, where we are going to meet another new Redemption Press author today, Gary Sorg, who wrote the book, I Don't Have Cancer When I'm Sleeping, Living and Dying with Cancer. So first of all, Gary, thanks so much for being with us today. It's great to have you on the episode. Well, thanks you for having me, Athena. I really appreciate the opportunity. You bet. So let us first start with just a little uh, backstory of you and uh, your journey with Christ and just how your life has kind of brought you to this place with this book. Um, so let's start with what was, you know, the kind of game-changing moment in your life when God really got a hold of you and started you in a new direction. I, I was always churched as a young child. Later in life, I started watching a, a TV evangelist uh, by the name of Arnold Murray, who is uh, long since passed away. But uh, I spent all this time in church during in and out of it during my life, but I never really had a relationship with the Lord. But when I started watching him and studying with him, and he, he presented the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and then that's when I finally got it. I finally understood what, mm. was, what was going on. And, and I, I developed a, a personal relationship with the Lord. And that was in itself life-changing because now I got it. I got it. I mean, I always do that, you know, growing up that, that yes, Jesus died and uh, rose from the dead. And, you know, he did this so our sins could be for, forgiven. But I didn't understand we could actually have a relationship with, with God. And uh, that was life-changing. That was perhaps the most life-changing uh, thing as far as my spiritual journey goes. And so what age were you when that kind of came about? I was probably, uh, say, about 38. Okay. So, yeah, I'd weaved in and out of, of church uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of times. Yeah. And, uh, and then uh, that was it. You know, then I was like, okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Well, and, yeah, uh, it goes from up here <laughs> to your heart. And then, yeah. you know, later, later I had another, another experience where the Lord delivered me from something that had been bothering me since I was a, a child. And I'd had a bad experience where I'd been humiliated and it kind of left me with a chip on my shoulder. Hmm. And, uh, and this came a little, this came quite a bit later. This came another, wow, 25 years later. This was real deliverance. And uh, it it just put another exclamation point on my faith. Mm -hmm. And what that was, it was just, a, it was a group, a men's group, and just talking about our past lives and everything. And when I conjured up this old memory it and was able to share it, it was just gone. And it was at the the jerk <laughs> that I had been for part of my life, you know, that probably held me back for, you know, some advancement, although I did pretty well in my careers. It was like this was just lifted off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the other incredible validating experience that I had. And what was really funny is not too long after that, I had a, a dinner with my sister 
and she brought along her son, my nephew, and, you know, adult. And uh, anyway, after the dinner the next day, my sister called me and she says, hey, you know, I, I had something I wanted to share with you. And she said, after the dinner, John said, what's up with Uncle Gary? He used to be such a jerk. <laughs> ah. And I just started laughing, you know, it's like, okay. Then I, I, then I, then I gave her the story. You know, but I, I guess those are two things that I like to share because they're both they're different, but they both really had a, an effect on my faith life. Mm. And when we've got someone like that, that we allow our choose to stay offended at most of the time, we don't even realize we've made that choice, but we have right. not been able to forgive them and, right. you know, held on to it or whatever, buried it. Right. And then we don't realize how much it actually affects who we are to have your nephew say that, you know, to, for him to see it, the stark contrast. I think the message was for me, you know what? It's never too late. Yep. Wow. Yeah. To have a life changing experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So Romans 8, 28 says that we know that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And so, you know, we all go through times in our lives where we, we have losses, we have pain, we have things that, you know, in the natural, you look at and go, God can't, I don't see how God could do anything. How could he bring anything good out of this? But, you know, when we get down the road and we look back and see, wow, God, you are amazing that you can bring good out of yeah. bad, good out of suffering. Yes. So yes. tell us, I mean, we've all got lots of those moments in our life. Tell us about one that really was special to you. Going through a friend's cancer situation first uh, was, was really, really incredible because uh, this was somebody I knew from work and he had developed pancreatic cancer. And this is, Noreen had already had cancer, but she didn't have her terminal diagnosis. It hadn't come back yet. And life was pretty good at that time for us. And uh, so I started just having luncheons with this fellow. He had about, his diagnosis was, he had about nine months to live, but he was a confirmed atheist and his dad was an atheist. And so I shared with him a little bit about the Bible. Unbeknownst to me, other people had been doing this over the years. Time is going on. We're getting pretty close to that nine month period and he's deteriorating a little bit and he's got some uh, kind of uh, pre-hospice stuff going on, medication going on for pain. And <laughs> we're writing to lunch one day and he says, hey Gary, what do you think if I get baptized? And I was <laughs> like, I was blown away. I, you know, I'd, I'd stop, you know, really talking to him about the Lord. I mean, I, I, he knew where I stood and uh, I accepted where he was and I was just helping him through. I, I said, well, yeah, Bruce, great. Well, who do you think should do it? I recommended a local law enforcement chaplain and, you know, oh yeah, that'll be perfect. And so about a week later, he was baptized in our pool with just a small group of friends he invited those people, and he, at the end, after his baptism, he pointed to each one and told the story of how each one of those persons had 
talk to him about the Lord over the years. And that this was, this was what he finally came to was this day. And a week later, he was gone. Wow. So again, never too late. Well, and what that does is it gives you hope that it might not be some full-blown, big, long conversation right. where you're able to right. share with a person. Right. But you sow a seed, someone else sows a seed, right. someone else waters, but right. God causes the growth. And exactly. you saw that in that situation where you, did. you weren't the only one that God was using. He was using a whole bunch of people to ambush yes. that guy. <laughs> well, and he was preparing me yeah. for what I was going to go through with, mm -hmm. with uh, my wife. Oh, who knew? who knew? And we go through things like that and God uses them in ways that we could never have guessed that that was what he was doing. But for him to prepare you that way so that when your wife did get that yes. terminal diagnosis, you had just probably just emotionally were better equipped. Yes, I think it's it's a journey that's uh, individual and personal for every everyone. Yeah, I think that uh, if you've had some encounter with that, it is helpful because you're not it's not totally ambushed. It was something. In fact, my wife even told me when I started helping Bruce, she said, "You know, she says if you get involved with him like this, this is going to change your life." Wow, I've never had that experience. I've never known anyone as a close friend that's had it, gone through a cancer journey. I mean, I've heard and published many stories about right. people who have gone through it and I've only known them on the other end where they're healed. And mm -hmm. uh, I think about how I, I would not be very well equipped. To, I wouldn't know what to expect. I wouldn't know. And God giving mm -hmm. you that experience with him over that prolonged period of time, walking with him, what a and gift. I hope, and I hope that's that's what the book will do. Yeah. Yeah. That it will help prepare people. Exactly. Uh, Tell you what, we're going to shift gears and talk about the book. So I want to just read um, quickly some of the comments. Um, one endorsement on the cover, who is an author that I've known for many years, uh, Dr. Gil Stieglitz, author of Building a Road ridiculously great marriage said this book should be required reading for anyone struggling with the complexities of a cancer diagnosis. Dr. John Jackson, president of Jessup University said, I don't have cancer when I'm sleeping is a must read for anyone experiencing a cancer diagnosis personally or with family. Gary shares his heart, opens the window to the process and painstakingly and powerfully shares the hope that keeps living and fighting for life. I have pastored for over 40 years, and I found this book personally helpful. When did you know that you were supposed to write this book in the first place? I mean, was it way after your wife had passed? Or at what point did you realize this was a direction God was taking you? I don't think I really realized <laughs> he was taking me there when I first conceived of this. What happened was uh, Noreen made this offhand comment one day. He said, you know, I don't have cancer when I'm sleeping. And she said, that could be the title of a book if I was going to write a book about this. And she wasn't a writer. She didn't keep a journal. Uh, she never put anything to pen. 
But that planted a seed for me. And so I remembered that comment. And then after, after she passed, I decided I was going to write a book about this. When you start something like this, you really don't, you have a general idea where you're going, but you don't know exactly. And then I worked on it off and on for about three years. I put it away for many years mm. and then came back to it during COVID and thought, I've got, I do want to do more writing, but I just have to finish this book. It's an obligation. Maybe it'll help somebody. Maybe it'll help somebody that has cancer. Maybe it'll help somebody that's walking alongside somebody that has cancer. Maybe it'll help someone that's grieving, that's lost someone to cancer. Mm. And now, how are they going to deal with their life? Yeah. And it's it's very difficult, but it's all there for you if you're willing to trust God and uh, move forward. Yeah. So what would you say is the main message of the book? I would say the main message of the book is that answer is tough, but with hope and perseverance, you can still have a life. Mm. It's, it's something that it's an individual choice, mm. but it's a choice you can make. Definitely. Because anytime we go through something like this, that is hard and it's painful and we, we watch someone we love slipping from us and there's nothing we can do about it. We can do two things. We can get bitter or we can get better. Right. And this sounds to me like it's providing the kind of resource and wisdom to help that person get better through the process rather than getting bitter. Well, that's, that's my hope. And, and then of course, secondarily it's if you're the one suffering as a survivor from grief, there is hope for you as well. Mm. Amen. So when your reader closes the book for the last time, what do you want them to walk away with? I want them to know that, that there is hope, but also that each day is so precious mm. that you should just enjoy the day. And because this is what God has given us is today. Yeah. Nothing else. And if you've got breath, you can, you can live your life. And you don't know if that, that day he's given you today is the last one that's going to be with that person that you that's love. Right. So I try to encourage myself the same way. Yeah. I try to encourage myself to appreciate the day. So, so good. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. If we have someone uh, tuning in that would like to connect with you online, what's the best way for them to do that? GarySorg.com would be the best way. If you okay. would just go to GarySorg.com, you'll find a way to uh, to send me an email uh, and I'll uh, be uh, very happy to answer. Well, thank you so much again for being with us today and sharing a little bit of your backstory and more on the book. So super excited to see what God does with it and how it will bring hope to many. So Gary, thanks so much for being with us today. And if you're tuning in right now, don't go away. Uh, I'll be right back with a few new Redemption Press authors you need to meet. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Project Redemption video broadcast here on YouTube, where we hear real life stories, redeemed, restored, 
and retold. Brought to you by Redemption Press and Romans 828 Books and Gifts. We would love to have you review, like, share this broadcast slash podcast so that more people find out about the amazing stories of God's redemption restoration that we love putting in the spotlight here on this broadcast. So thanks for joining us this week. If you have a friend or a family member who would prefer the audio version, send them over to projectredemptionpodcast.com and they can sign up for notifications there. So thanks for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you next week for more real life stories, redeemed, restored,